We all know the phrase Christmas magic, right? Christmas feels so magical. But have you ever really stopped to think why? Why does it feel so magical? What is that magic feeling? Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, cause he's got you. Hey, Merry Christmas, friends. I love this time of year. I love the peace that I feel just knowing that I can look at beautiful twinkling lights. I I love the music. I love the, the feel in my house when everything smells like cinnamon and vanilla cookies and all of the stuff. And even though I am in Florida now, we've been in Florida for, I guess this is like our seventh Christmas in Florida. I thought that Christmas in Florida would be hard, but you know what? It's actually not as bad as the fall because <laughs> at least at Christmas time, even if it still feels like 90 degrees outside, I can have my music going and my tree up and turn my air down if I need to <laughs> so I can wear my cozy sweater. Um, you do what you got to do. But I love this season. We've all heard about, you know, Christmas being magical, right? That there's just this feel in the air. And despite all the crazy and all the hard times and so much we've been through, and maybe you've lost that. Maybe you've kind of lost that magic feeling over the last few years, the last few months, maybe becoming an adult, whatever it is, maybe just life being tough and you've kind of lost that feeling. But I want you to think back. I want you to think back to a time when Christmas felt magical. Think back to the, listen to the Christmas music, right? Listen to the songs, listen to the carols, silver bells, you know, all the things, right? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, the classics. And just know we can all recognize that there's always been this sense that there is something magical in the air. There's something about Christmas. There's something that we just feel in our hearts and in our souls and the kids, they sense it. And there's, there's something there, right? And I, so as I sit and, and I look at my Christmas tree and I think about this time of year, it's so precious and it's so special for so many reasons. There's something intangible about it. Many try to explain it away with twinkling lights and shimmering paper and festive gatherings. But those of us who know, I mean, really know why we celebrate this occasion can have no doubt that the reason for this special magic, if you will, is that this is when we pause to reflect on the greatest act of love ever known. Have you ever stopped to think about what it must have been like in heaven that day? We often think about the hallelujah chorus, the rejoicing and the excitement and the angels singing glory to God in the highest. And while they certainly did do that, and there was plenty of excitement about it, do we realize what really took place? God looked at his son and knew it was time. 
the time that they had planned for from the very beginning, the time when his only son would humble himself beyond measure. Jesus, being in all ways God, got up from his throne and came down to a fallen world where he would suffer and die. The one who would never sin was going to willingly take on the sins of the entire world, yours and mine. Every evil thing ever done and yet to be done, he would take those sins on himself and suffer our punishment so that our debt could be paid. Why did he do it? Why did God send his precious son for sinners? Why did Jesus step out of glory, become a baby of a poor carpenter and a teenage mom, and give his life for people who spat in his face? As the scripture says, it was because of and in order to satisfy the great and intense love with which he loved us. I don't know about you, but that makes me pause. That takes my breath away and it brings tears to my eyes. We know that God is love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is known as the love chapter, and it gives us such an incredible description of what true love really is. In John 13, 34 through 35, Jesus told us the same way he has loved us, which is perfect, is the way that we should all love each other. We are supposed to love people the same way that Jesus loves us. And how did Jesus love us? With a perfect love, a love that casts out all fear, a love that does not seek its own, a love that is not easily offended, a love that believes the best of others and keeps no record of wrong, a love that believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Wow. If this is the description of love and God is love, then this chapter is telling us who our God is. I honestly don't even know where to go from here. (laughs) I hope you will take some time and just sit alone with the Lord. Think about what he's done for you. Share with others what that special feeling really is. It's the powerful sense of the Almighty God reaching out to a fallen world to satisfy His great love for us in the midst of our mess. He did this for every single one of us long before we ever accepted Him. He did this for those who would never accept Him. When Jesus was born in that stable, it set into motion the greatest act of love ever known on heaven and earth. Among these, we, as well as you, once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual nature, obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind, our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. We were then by nature children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation, like the rest of mankind. But God, so rich in his mercy, because of and in order to satisfy the great 
and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him, for it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Did you catch the words, but God? These words really stirred my spirit one day. If you have never had a but God moment in your life, where all that came before no longer matters, I hope this will be the time when you stop and finally accept the love the Father has poured out for you through the blood of His Son, Jesus. And if you need a little bit more information and guidance about a personal relationship with Christ, I'm going to link to a post I wrote called Not Seeing God Work in Your Life. There may be a very good reason. And that post will talk you through what it means to have a personal relationship with God and how you can begin that right now. And then you can really do some serious rejoicing this Christmas season. I wish you guys the best. Go out there, even if things don't look the way that they used to always look and you're not doing all the same things you always did. You know, in the scripture, God says, behold, I do a new thing. So just because things aren't always what they used to be or don't look the way you want them to, doesn't mean they can't be awesome. Doesn't mean there aren't great things to discover in this season. And maybe some slowing down that will bring back to our minds and our souls what this is really all about. I wish you guys the very best and a very Merry Christmas. Hey friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways. Thank you.